You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No days off. No. The Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This you microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. On WEI.com. First one in a while, just the two of us, but there's plenty to get to this offseason. Seems like there's just some new stuff every day with the Patriots, whether it's relevant or not, but the Patriots are continuing to be the talker in Boston. Yes, I would say that is accurate, although not a huge talker because apparently we couldn't get a guest. You couldn't get anybody and try and book anybody? I figured we'd just do the two of us. We haven't done the two of us in a while. Got some questions. Like, I think this is going to be a good podcast. Good to mix it up. Or maybe we'll have a guest next week. Who knows? Okay, so at what point do we run out of, um, like, angles for the quarterback position? Or are we there uh, yet? <laughs> I thought we were already there yet, but, like, people are finding them. Like, it's some – the Cam Newton angle, like just this seems to be the week of Cam Newton for whatever reason, just because people are, are bringing up Cam Newton. Like last week, it seemed to be Marcus Mariota. Like it just no seems like it's a guy different. One week, it's one guy. Next week, it's another guy. Like next week, who knows? Maybe it's Mac Jones. Like it just seems like each week is kind of taking a life of its own with a name. When do they get to a name that's good? Uh, I guess that brings us to what I kind of want to say. Like everybody's – every name you bring up, not, not you, but every name people bring up, it's like shot down. Like, what do people want? Like, what's realistic? Like, what will make people happy? Because I hate to I say I want it. Tom Brady back. Well, that's kind of what I feel like it starts with. It's people are, are think, like, somewhat close to Tom Brady's coming here. Sorry, Russell Wilson's not coming here. Deshaun Watson's not coming here. Like, you're going to be stuck with somebody in the middle, and that's the reality. And kind of like we were spoiled the last 20 years, and fans aren't going to get over that. I would actually argue if you're in the middle – you might be lucky. That might be an upgrade because yeah. one of the things I was thinking about, I made this comment. So a year and a half now, I was doing something for Patriots.com video wise. Yep. And I said something that I didn't think was all that. Um, Polarizing. Yeah. And I said, I think we need to recalibrate the way we look at the tight end position because post Gronk, no one's Gronk. So get that the F out of your head. Like, don't think about a guy who can block every player on the defensive line and can run down the field and run over a safety and then hurdle him into the end zone. Forget that. That's gone. And we've seen for two years, well, certainly wasn't even close to Gronk, but you're yeah. in this post-Gronk abyss of tight ends. You can't find a tight end. You've gone two years. You got absolutely zilch. I mean, I will say they, they could have done better, but, like, your point's valid. Well, it's the same thing. It's, it's history repeating itself at quarterback. You didn't have an answer. You f took whatever fell into your lap or was available. So instead of Matt Lacoste, you have Cam Newton. Like, right. it's the same thing. It, it's, it's the fall off after greatness with no real preparation or plan or, or fill in. And it's probably the reality. Like, we fixate on the quarterback position. But how many teams that lose, let's just say, not even have to be goats like Gronk and Brady, but you lose a mainstay 10-year, you know exactly what – usually there's a fall-off, right? Like usually right. you struggle to find the next guy at any position. Right. So, I mean, it is, it's probably what's expected. And you're right. We need to recalibrate what your thoughts are. Okay, so you had Brady up here. You had Cam down here, 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 maybe two steps up. You're not, you're not, not the 10 steps between the right. floor and the ceiling, but can you find something 
more adequate, right? And more- it's almost like fans have a sense that it's not a successful offseason unless, like, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson comes with the Patriots or, like, no, Trevor Lawrence. And it's not going to be a successful offseason. <laughs> right. Th- th- that's sort of like the expectation. Like, last – I don't want to use Chris Curtis as the example, but I tweeted out – or I wrote a story about Cam Newton potentially coming back and basically said him along with – you know, uh, him coming back as a backup wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And he responded, actually, it would be. But, like, Cam Newton and a, a rookie in the first round as your quarterback's room is probably, like, one of the best-case scenarios, in my opinion, right? Getting a, a guy in the first round. Like I think that, I mean, the Garoppolo thing aside, it's Garoppolo or your scenario. Cam Newton yeah. in, a, in a first round rookie yes. is probably about as high as you can shoot. And, but people don't get that. Well, and I think that in a bigger picture sense, that may be the story of the offseason, not just the quarterback position, because I think a lot of people also have Allen Robinson and Hunter Henry in their minds. Yep. And I think you're going to see a large portion of the fan base disappointed when this offseason right. and and maybe wrongly so like right. they they may rightfully be disappointed i don't know like we'll wait to see when may and june arrive but i think there's also a chance that they go out and sign six or eight quality players not three, really. like Curtis Samuel types like guys sure. with, yep and you can say they're a better football they have more talent top to bottom on the roster and i think there's going to be a lot of fans that are like that's it. That's what that that's the plan. Right. And I don't know what people really want or, or expect. And is this built on did Bill kind of create this by telling you last year was a reset year? Like it's almost like, okay, that I had to take my lumps through the reset year. Yeah. But now there's gonna be a payoff, right? Like, you know, we we took our lumps. Now you better show me the money. But, but there will be a payoff just with more better players, just not that superstar that some people want. Right. So I do think people are struggling with just the uncertainty. Like what is help? It didn't help that obviously Brady went to the Super Bowl, but also like that the entire playoff run was all like great quarterbacks. Yes. Like I think like if there was a a team that was led by its defense with like an average quarterback, then I think fans would say, Oh, well, well they did it. So we're close. But now it's like, everybody has it in their head. You need a good quarterback, which you do, but that's fresh in their minds. So that's what sort of the prevailing thought is. You need to get a good quarterback or you're not getting far in the playoffs when that's really not the reality. Okay, I'm going to throw two things out there, two, like, options or possibilities that uh, to kind of quell some of the unrealistic expectations. First, this may be a column I write at some point, but why can't Jarrett Stidham be an option? even a Because cons- I haven't heard the name Jarrett Stidham in any realistic sentence since... I don't even know, mid-season. Like, people gave up on the season. Yeah, people gave up on Jared Sitton, too. When he, when, he didn't, when he didn't start the Buffalo game, I think people just gave up on him for good. Okay. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of people are reading into the season. He mm-hmm. didn't start. Bill stuck with Cam. So, Bill loves Cam. Bill's going to keep Cam. Did we learn nothing a year ago at this time by reading into things saying, well, he didn't sign a quarterback. He didn't draft a quarterback. They la 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 love Jared Stidham. Like everybody bought into it, hook, line, and sinker. Yep. Is there a possibility everybody's misreading the season the way they misread the spring? And I'll throw out just a plausible idea. Year two jump is huge with Bill, especially for a quarterback. The quarterback didn't get the year two jump uh, off season. Right. Yep. N- nothing was right. Now whether he. Whether he maximized his opportunities or not, separate question, but he didn't get the OTAs he should have gotten. He didn't get the time in the facility he should have gotten, right? That's just a reality. Didn't get the preseason action he should have gotten. Yep. And they still like him and just say, he's really not, maybe they look at him and say, he wasn't a second year player last year. He was like a a one and a half year player or something, like a 1.1. And he wasn't, where he should have been, would have been, maybe had he had the real offseason. And now another year under his belt of the season. It was weird. It was different, but it was still a full season. Maybe he'll get a more normal or closer to normal or better offseason because at the very least they won't be scrambling. They'll kind of have already figured out how to work through whatever they're going to have to work through. Is it, uh, is it 100% impossible to say Jared Stidham is an option for Bill Belichick? 
That should be an option. I totally agree. And you could also, same thing, just another layer to it. What if Bill said, our offense sucks? Like, why am I going to put Jared Sidham out there as far as confidence and whatever? And he kind of was holding him back in that sense where he wanted to sort of save him for right. an actual offense and didn't want him to go out there and lose his confidence throwing to Jacoby Myers and Gunnar Olszewski week after week. Because, I mean, we had little snippets of, I know it was few and far between. He threw right, like the, the Chargers game, like he made some good throws in that game. Exactly. And if you can just build on those or, or build around him and he builds on those and all of it. So I want to throw that out there as just a, a possibility. And he's also going to be in the mix. Like he's going to be on the roster come training camp. Like he's still under contract on his rookie deal. He's not getting right. cut. He's still going to well, be around. But even our boy Giardi, we had him on Dale and Keith this week. He acknowledged that, but just said like, still dismissed him. Like he's a backup. Like he'll be around because he's cheap and he's under contract, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that he, until somebody who is a competitive NFL quarterback actually joins the team, I think Jarrett Stidham should be considered an option. I do. Yes. I, I, well, I, I go know. back to James White's comments on serious radio yes. Super Bowl week. He was asked about the Patriots quarterback position, and Jarrett Stidham wasn't even thrown out there. He brought him up just on his own. And right. that, that carries weight, if you ask me. I will say, James White seems to like Jared Stidham more than almost anybody. Yes, he does. Remember in season, he said, when he gets out there, he's going to be great. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Okay, second idea or just different narrative for the take this. Forget the damn quarterback position. You aren't getting what you want to get or even need to get. So yep. don't overinvest in anything. Do not even start everywhere else. Use your 15th pick. Trade up. Get good players everywhere else so that maybe – I don't know, a year from now, you are in better position to get a real quarterback. Because, like, Matthew Stafford wasn't yeah. coming. It had nothing to do with personal. Why would he ever come to New England? They're not even close to ready to win. Or a team like the Colts. The Colts don't have a quarterback right now. Right. But they're a, they're a possibility. They're a would-be destination for quarterbacks, right? Yep. The Patriots need to upgrade to even be a consideration or a destination, right? So yeah. the worst thing they can do – is overinvest in a quarterback who isn't that good, whether it's, I agree. you know, take somebody at 15 who's not Mac Jones, yep. who's not that good, or overinvest in a guy that maybe you're not in love with. Let's just say Marcus Sam Mariota. Darnold. Yeah, who, sure. Who'd you Mariota. say? Mariota. Or Mariota. Like, yeah. if, you, if, you're not, if you're in love with him, okay, I'll trust you. more than, You know more than I do. But, right. but don't just – invest in a quarterback because it was so bad last year you know you need to upgrade upgrade absolutely everywhere else and if that means Jarrett Stidham plays with this new upgraded roster well, just think of it like this they went seven and nine with absolute trash as weapons give right. add some weapons like how many games can you flip like now are you all of a sudden nine and seven ten and six possible like they they were so bad last year but still went seven and nine just flip some of those games with better weapons you can talk yourself into that too. Okay, so those are my two um, underplayed narratives of the offseason. Everybody is so focused on a great quarterback. Like, what's the quarterback? What's the quarterback? Stop focusing so much. Take the Mike Reese. You ever watch Mike Reese work in open locker room? When the crowd goes left, Mike goes Reese right. goes right. He's doing a one-on-one -on -one with a practice squad player down the other end while all you donkeys are following, I don't know, some guy talking at this end of the locker room. When Straight. everybody goes left, look right. When everybody's talking quarterback, talk about something else. What would be the – you just – I think you might have just mentioned it. What's the worst-case scenario for the Patriots at quarterback for next year? Um, well, just Cam and Stidham I don't love. Neither do I. That one I said on the show the other day gives me a little anxiety because, like, professionally – are we going to really just talk about this again for a full 12 months and write right. the same damn columns and the same damn stories and do the same four hours of radio and the same hour of this podcast. Mm -hmm. So that kind of freaks me out on that level. Um, but if they get a, if they get a young quarterback, a, a first two rounds, anything yeah. beyond that, I don't really care. That's who knows. But if they get a quarterback in the first two rounds and cam, as you said, that I think is interesting. I don't love Mariota, but at least he'd be different. I think he stinks. I think he's a half a notch up from Cam throwing the football. I, just, I don't think he's a very good quarterback. Um, the worst case scenario. See, even ones that I think will work out as the worst case scenario, like Mitchell Trubisky. I think yeah. he stinks too. 
but at least he'd be different. There's different storylines. Well, you have to watch. Maybe he maybe he doesn't stink. Like I'm just saying, worst case scenario would be them overpaying for a guy that stinks. Oh yes, yeah, one hundred percent. That would be the yeah. Oh, if they traded, let's say they traded like a a two and something else for another worst case scenario. Okay, let's say this. Let's say they trade the fifteenth pick for Carson Wentz. Worst case scenario, I think. I like it because you're being aggressive and swinging. Right. But if you put Carson Wentz out there with this team or anything even slightly upgraded over this team, it's Philly all over again. He's going to get killed. He's going to hold on to the ball. He's not going to make plays. And the ruined quarterback is going to stay ruined. So that would be a bad one, too. Yes. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Thoughts? Like I, the, more and more the, the more and more this plays out, I, I, I don't see him being available. I just don't. Um, it, it doesn't seem that way. I mean – the, the most likely scenario it sounds like for him to be available is Deshaun Watson goes to the 49ers. Right. And I still think that's a long shot pipe dream. And even if like he went to the 49ers, what do you think Rob will be part of the package to go back to Houston? Well, I think he would veto that trade. True. Cause like, I can't imagine anyone wanting to go to the Texans right now. I can't uh, No. like people say new England's not a destination. It's way more of a destination than Houston. Right. Houston is like, you know, there was a nuclear bomb here, and they just built new hotels. They want people to come stay in it. and they're unless, giving- someone, unless someone is a huge Jack Easterby fan, there's no alert to go to Houston. Who is a huge Jack Easterby fan other than Matthew Slater or somebody like? Just throw it out there. It could be some up-and-coming South Carolina star or something. So that would be the if, – if Garoppolo – if they got Deshaun Watson, then I, I – mean, I, then obviously I think New England's a possibility because – Garoppolo controls it. He can veto any trade and just say, nope, I want to be released. Nope, veto. Nope, veto. Nope, veto. Or keep me on the roster. Keep me on the roster with Deshaun. I'll back him up for $25 million. Exactly. So he has enough power. Now, I don't know if he would still want to come to New England because he faces the same challenge. Yeah, I think he would, though. I think because he likes the system. Yeah. The system? Is the system thrown to Ghana? Well, I think he knows that they would have better another guy to throw to. Like, I think think he – he prefers the Patriots system to the system he's in now. Which is weird because the system he's in now is considered the best QB-friendly system in football. But um, I don't rule out Garoppolo. I do think there's still enough smoke. And a, What's enough- the percentage? Um, 23%. I'm with you. but what- No, actually, actually a little lower than that. Right. But what if I asked you that, that same question like a month ago? You probably would have said like over 50. Yeah, because a month ago, I thought they were more interested in moving on. Exactly. Now I think they are only looking to flat out definitely upgrade. Exactly. So I'm not even sure Kirk Cousins would trigger it. Like right. I think Deshaun would trigger it. Like something right. like that. A f- right. Like a guaranteed upgrade. So, but then... See, there's two questions. The chance that it happens, less than 20%. Yep. The chance that he comes to New England if the 49ers get a quarterback, I think is higher. Yes, okay. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Would so agree. those two-part questions. Yeah. Like yes. One out of five chance, but then if the one out of five happens, I think there's probably like a four out of five that he comes to New England or a three out of five that he comes to New England. Do we want to continue the quarterback chatter with the rookies in the draft or move on? Yes. Um, can you explain to me, because I must be an idiot, so explain it to me like I'm a child. There's all these things out there that the Patriots are going to trade the 15th pick in the draft, like the second round pick and a second round pick next year to get to four to take a quarterback. Yeah. So they're going to trade up from 15 to four and not give up any other first round picks. Yeah. I thought that was like, even I tried to do out the, the chart, like the Jimmy Johnson track. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. Well, they're, they're all using, I don't really know what the Rich Hill chart is. I don't know how Rich Hill came up with it. His, from what I remember, his is like a modernized Jimmy Johnson chart. Sure, but no disrespect, like, like Jimmy Johnson built the Cowboys, built well, Miami, built. And the also, Dolphins. wasn't like Bill on record saying like teams have their own charts? Well, he says like they have their own, but a lot of them are very similar. Yeah. Like he's kind of been wishy-washy the way he's described that. I, I'm sorry, I don't need a chart. If the Falcons trade you the fourth pick and only get the 15th pick of any value, the guy should – is it Fontenot? Fontenot, their new GM? He should be fired immediately. 
yeah. immediately. Like, don't even sign the trade. Fire him before he can sign the trade. Like, that makes no sense to me. Absolutely no sense. I agree. I- Especially in a draft where somewhere in the range of two to three quarterbacks are supposed to go in the top three and four quarterbacks are supposed to go in the top eight. Those picks are valuable. They're, fr- they're seen as franchise quarterbacks. These, they're not trading up for, you know, some guard or tackle or anything. Right. It's quarterback you're trading for. So to me, that would be a fireable offense if you get that. I mean, it just doesn't even make any logical sense to me. Forget, I don't care about the numbers and the, I don't know. It just frustrates me. But even that, it was you'd get like two picks in return. You'd, you'd swap the ones. And, and get two get, twos. Yeah, one make, of which is a future two. Like, right. Makes zero, zero point zero cents. Like that you, would... That would be way more surprising to me than Wilson getting traded or Watson. If a team is dumb enough to make that trade. What if you did that with Gilmore involved? See, I don't think Gilmore is a, a big benefit because you got to pay him. I actually think Gilmore is kind of a detriment unless it's the right team. If it's a team that thinks they're a corner away from winning. That's, yeah, like I but, wrote about – I mean, it's a different topic. I wrote just a mini thing today, like what Gilmore – what the Patriots should get for Gilmore, and I kind of said a two. But it would be to a to a team that is built to win now and are just a yes. the way. Because otherwise, like the team has to pay him. Like there's a financial cloud hanging over you. Well, your wouldn't head. you say the product to give him at least a, a restructure his deal this year anyway if they traded for him? Like he's not playing out the year for seven million dollars. I don't think so. I mean, that's why he's upset. Like, yeah. yeah, at the very least, you're handing him, let's say, ten million dollars this year. Right. And that or or more than that over a multi-year extension. And thing, like in that scenario, like no team that's in the top 10 is a cornerback away from being a contender. So that sort of kind of doesn't play out that scenario. No. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's a separate trade. And I know some people have had him just going somewhere for a two and then you kind of recoup. That's mm-hmm. the other thing from a Patriots perspective, sign me up. So I'm trading the 15th pick, a second round pick and a future second round pick for my quarterback. And then I'm trading Gilmore to get back one of those second round picks. Yeah. A Gilmore who probably doesn't really want to play for me, may not even play for me. No. Right. Like, exactly. I, that, I don't know. I might just be out of whack. I'm too old. I don't always get NFL trades, whatever it may be, but that makes zero sense to me. I also, is Zach Wilson, because the trade, and, and I think we could, Nesson was the one I think that wrote it. I don't know oh, if they Phil. actually, or maybe it was Phil. Okay. I don't know. Um, like, by all accounts, or most accounts, Zach Wilson's not going to be available at four either. Probably not. Like, there was, and, I thought Matt Miller in his notebook today said there, there is at least one team that ranks Zach Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence. And that was the Daniel Jeremiah thing from, like, previous. Oh, no, he had Trey Lance, yeah. more talented. Um, but they also, then when I get into the details of it, so Zach Lawrence, you can think of him whatever you think. But a lot Zach of people Wilson, think he, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Lawrence. Zach Lawrence would be good. Um, Zach Wilson, if he, like, there's a chance he goes to, whether it's to the Jets or whether it's to a team that trades to the Jets. Yep. Well, let's just say he doesn't. Let's just say he is available at four. That means Justin Fields probably went ahead of him. Mm -hmm. So now the last marquee quarterback, because I think Trey Lance is in a different category. Right. Is now the guy that you may want. Sure, you're the Patriots. I'm guessing a couple other teams are interested too. Yep, and I'm guessing I'm the guessing, other teams probably are higher than you and have more to offer. Uh, and, and even, like, I'm guessing they'll offer more than a, a two and a two in your 15th pick. They right. might offer, like, I don't know, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth pick, a future first-round pick and a two. Or, like, right. I, I just can't envision any way that works. No, neither do I. Like, but I'm an idiot. Like, I, 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 know. I probably should have bought, like, uh, Bitcoin five years ago and I'd be rich now. I didn't buy that either, so... That's my dream scenario. Like my best best case scenario with the Patriots is I'm trading up into the top ten to get a quarterback. But like you said, I find it hard to believe that a good quarterback's gonna be available in range for them to trade up. Like like you said, they're not getting top five. Like I think seven or eight's probably the highest they could get. And I can yeah. did you see the report today out of Philly that they're gonna take a quarterback at six? Right. So there's cool. another team. That's a team that I I thought they had two quarterbacks. I wasn't thinking they were gonna take a quarterback in the top six picks of the draft. And maybe that's that's BS. They could want somebody to trade or whatever, but um, the more I think of it, it probably is BS. But if that's any consideration at all, like I just Zach Wilson's my dream. Yep. And I think there is almost zero point zero percent chance they get Zach Wilson. Also, do you, uh, do you have a problem that he's a rich kid? No. 
apparently he's a rich douchey kid like his uncle owns JetBlue and like no i don't as i said on the radio yesterday i feel like a lot of these quarterbacks now are rich douchey kids because the rich douchey kids get to go to all these fancy like passing say, camps these passing camps and get groomed yeah. and whatever yes like and they, they end they, up they have some athletic ability and they go to all these camps and get tutored right. and they turn into this yes right so yeah i i have no problem with zach wilson i mean i feel like that's more and more a criticism of some of these guys over like the last well, five the years thing this week too he wasn't a captain but then that was refuted oh jesus yeah that was the same thing with um, Herbert last year. Like, he's yeah. not a leader. And look how that turned out. Right. He's not a leader. And then today I read Richard Sherman saying, how come Herbert wasn't QB1 last year? That's ridiculous. I don't know, because Joe Burrow was. He's pretty good, too, you know. Like, right. Uh, uh, one last thing on the quarterbacks. Uh, Tannenbaum this morning on the, our morning show, the Greg Hill Show, said that he believes Mac Jones will come off the board by the eighth pick. Like, I mean, I, I think it's ridiculous, but I thought Daniel Jones would be a mid-round pick, and he went – what, six or whatever it was to the Giants? It also just kind of speaks to, like, how awesome these analysts are. Like, uh, Jeremiah said that um, he's not – Mac Jones isn't a first-round pick. And you have yeah. Mike Tannenbaum saying he's a top-ten pick? Well, but they both could be right. He could right. go in the top ten, and he might not be worthy of a first-round pick. Right. It's true. I actually like the fit for him. Um, oh, another topic just came up in my head. But uh, the New Orleans, late in the first round for Mac Jones with – talent around him a system in place i think that could be a very friendly soft landing spot for him which made me think because it's a soft landing spot in part because they have alvin kamara and michael thomas but burt breer says the patriots could trade a third round pick for michael thomas yeah what i was asked about that with brian barrett this week i mean if that's a scenario sign me up but i just can't see that happening so so i just want to clarify here I can trade a one and a two to get Zach Wilson at four, and I can trade my three to get Michael Thomas. Right. Sign me up. Sign me up. I don't even need to use my $65 million. Right. I haven't spent any money yet, and I got two, like, my my offense is looking up, baby. Right. I, I don't, I don't, because even the logic in the way it was written, I didn't see the verbal on NBC Sports Boston. I read the story. Yeah. It said, because all the bonus money has been paid out to Thomas, it wouldn't take much to get him. Isn't that the exact opposite? If the team already paid the bonus money, then you're getting a more palatable contract. Right. Like, okay. was, he re- was he really that big of an issue this year? Like, I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. He was banged up. He had a down year. Clearly, they had a little bit of an issue, but he had 100 and, what was it, 49 catches last yeah. year? And you're – Drew Brees probably isn't coming back. Like, I mean, so you're so gonna, you're just blowing it up. Right. Next thing you know, Alvin Kamara will be asking for a trade because right. no one's around him. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, again, uh, we're in kind of like dreamland scenarios these last couple weeks and probably coming up too. So I guess. We'll believe probably, me, I like it. If this all good. comes to fruition, it's good for business. It's good for us. There's plenty to write about. It's fun. I just don't think it's very re- – we're kind of back to where we started, where if you're realistic – you're not getting Michael Thomas. You're not getting Zach Wilson. You're not getting these dream scenarios. You're in a multi-year sort of slow boil rebuild. All right. What was on your list? You said you wrote down some topics. Okay. So people are projecting cuts. Yep. For the whole league, not just the Patriots. And there's going to be a boatload of names out there, I think, potentially, because a lot of teams are in cap trouble. Yes. Um, tight end is going to be littered with veterans. I think that's good for the Patriots. Definitely. Um. But some of the Patriots cuts, actually, I think the Athletic nailed it. I think the Athletic did a really good job when they projected because they had Marcus Kinn, which that's why part of the reason I poo-pooed, ooh, everybody who opted out is coming back. Well, do they want him back? Because I don't think they want Marcus Cannon back. No, I don't either. He's a guy that his weight and his um, consistent focus on football or whatever play – was always questioned, and now he's been away from the game. I know Giardi talked about like retirement was a, a you know coming on fast. Yeah, that was and, discussed like I feel like the last couple of off seasons. And now he's been away from you know you know how Parcells say if you're thinking about retirement you already are. Well, what if you take a year off? Aren't you kind of retired? But isn't Hightower in that same category then? Yes, but he's a better player. He's and I never questioned his dedication to the game or his consistent yeah. whatever to the game when he was here. I think that's a little bit different. So Cannon, I think, could be a cut. Julian Edelman, I don't 
know exactly why you'd cut Julian Edelman. You don't save that much money. Yeah, I didn't understand. That was, that was Graziano's thing today. I, don't, I didn't understand that either. I mean, well, Edelman, to me, makes slightly more sense than why would you cut Sony Michelle ever? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I am the lowest on the, the fandom of Sony Michelle, and I think cutting him would be the dumbest thing you could possibly do. He's coming off, correct me if I'm wrong, the best game of his career running the football. I was going to say the best, like, five-game stretch of his career. Okay. And you already – Rex Burkhead's a free agent coming off a major injury. So best-case scenario, maybe mid-year if you re-sign him. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not coming back week one. So James White's a free agent. Yep. He could leave. I think we've all speculated. You and I started to talk about Miami and Tampa, Florida-based, all that. So you have Damian Harris, who, correct me if I'm wrong – New rules. I know there's new rules in place, but started and ended the year on IR. Yep. Okay. And has one partial season under his belt. Which was good, but... Good, but why would you ever cut a cheap, young... Yeah, you didn't even mention Sonny Michel's on his rookie deal still. Right. You'd save like a million something, and you wouldn't even save that because you probably have to replace it with somebody. Yeah. I... It makes absolute... like. I'm mean sometimes. That was one of the dumbest things I've ever read. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like, did he, like... Did he do, like, does he know, like, what the Did Patriots something get lost in translation? <laughs> yeah. Or, or did he, like, was it, like, autocorrect and it changed it to something that he didn't... I don't right. even know what happened there. Now, watch what's going to happen. We're going to get, like, <laughs> word is Patriots are releasing Sonia. Son of a right. bitch. But, like, what, again, why we just mentioned, why would they do that? Well, I'll tell you this. I actually believe, even if they, if word came out, they're releasing Sony Michelle, nothing to do with salary cap. I would think there's a story off the field. I, thought I was just going to say, that there, is some, there is some behind the scenes story right. that, we, that we don't know about or is coming like, out. They think he has, you know, Malcolm Mitchell knees, but he's, he finished the season healthy, so they want to cut him while they can while he's healthy, so they don't have to owe another year. Like, I will not believe it's cap related if they re- get rid of Sony Michelle. I actually think he will be part of the committee backfield again next year and should be. He, it's as you said, off of the best he ran well. of his career. Yes. And what else did he do? Uh, caught the ball. Caught the ball. What if James White leaves? Maybe you will actually get some of the pass catching that Ivan Fears has been telling us Sony Michelle can do for like three years now, right? Ivan's been very consistent. He can catch the ball, he can do the passing game. He just hasn't. You know, we got a great one. Why would you take the great one off the field? Blah, blah, blah. Like, right? He's been into that. Right. This makes no – like, the more we talk about it, the dumber it seems to me. Yes. I, I, and he's a – well, this isn't, like, a random guy. Dan right. is one of the – he's probably, like, two steps below Adam Schefter at ESPN. The other thing I wonder, did he even do this? Is this one of those things – you know how John Grisham – I think it's Grisham doesn't write his own books, or one of those guys, like, other people write the books, and he just slaps mm-hmm. his name on it. Yeah, it's some like low level, like ESPN staff or like yeah. give some names and like, can you add to this? Like, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. There's something there. It's so dumb. And you know what that made me do? Because the way ESPN does their stories with yeah. these big yeah. ones, they give you the option to click on the team. Yep. So I clicked on the Patriots. I read the Patriots. Once I read the Patriots, I had no interest reading the rest of the story because I said, right. I might actually accidentally believe something stupid you wrote about another team. Right. No, it's true. So this is a long-winded version of you saying you like the athletics piece because you thought theirs was more realistic. Yes. Now, who knows if they nailed all of them that I read for all the other 31 teams. I also liked for them that they listed players for every team except the Colts. They said the Colts don't have to. Why would they cut anybody? They don't really have anybody that – but there were a lot of interesting names on the athletic list. So did any any jump out at you? Because I had a couple that I liked. Giardi did too. Did weren't you hear my exchange with Giardi on the radio, by the way? Yeah, when he told you to shut up at the end. Well, that was after I asked him. Oh, you know, yes. You a asked couple him realistic, some... And he goes, you put me on the spot. And then he did like the politician answer where he talked for five minutes and never mentioned a single name. And your, your counter to that was pretty good. That When they asked Mel Kuyper about draft guys, you not give any names. He just rattles them off, right? <laughs> right. Even if they may not come true, at least he's giving you names. Right. Oh, um. But then he came back with Zach Ertz on a restructured contract. Yep. And who's the guy from the Bills? Yeah, it was some Bills defensive lineman. Qu- Quentin Williams, something like that. Williams? It's not Williams. 
It's something it, Peterson, Quentin Peterson. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know anything about him. I'll take Giardi's word for that because he kind of covers the Bills. Yep. Yeah, he does. So, you know, I'll take his word for that. I liked his – in his third option he threw out there, I've always liked Henry Anderson, defensive lineman from the Jets. Now, I always thought he was really good. He could fit in Bill's scheme. He's the one I would keep an eye on. Um, one of the – like some of the other names, I don't know who jumped out for you. Njoku, I liked because well, young he's athletic he's tight end. come up like – Every off-season trade deadline for the last, like, three years, it seems. Okay, well, you don't have to poo-poo everything. We're just talking here. We're doing a podcast. Well, I, it, I, it's, it's, you have to admit, it's pretty strange, especially that he's still in Cleveland. Yeah, but sooner or later, he's going to be out of Cleveland, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's, he's failed to live up to the first-round pick. He hasn't been consistent. He's been too injured. Change of scenery. He's just got athleticism. Cameron Brait, most famously known for catching the Lombardi Trophy. Um, that was Cameron Brait, right? Yep. Yeah. But why would they get rid of him? <sighs> Ask the athletic. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Gronk's because they got OJ Howard coming yeah. back. He's injury prone. Gronk's a older injury back. prone. Like I, that doesn't make any sense. This is why people don't like you. Why? Because because I, I question. <laughs> You're being a wet blanket. We're just having a little fun here, talking cap casualty pickups. Uh, so the names that stood out to me were those former Patriots, Malcolm Butler, Chandler Jones. Uh, Malcolm Butler is the – I think Malcolm Butler would be more interesting than, like, Deshaun Watson coming here. <laughs> yeah. Like, for the whole theater of the story of the soap opera and everything, that would be good. Uh, uh, which means it has 0.0% chance of happening. No chance. Um, he uh, – the – Akeem Hicks – um good yeah, i think good. it's an interesting i think I would, he's an interesting one i would get on board with that um who's the other guy you said you said butler and chandler jones yeah i can't see chandler jones because he he's gotten a taste of the pass rusher life where i just rush the passer it's what i do yep i don't think he wants to go back to setting the edge and like all these oh, controlled yeah. rush and I mean, we're he, doing he this. had issues towards the end with that here like you think he's gonna come back after like leading the league in sacks i don't think so be great though, because he thinks I'm an a-hole, so I'd like to revisit him. I think he thinks a lot of Patriots media members are a-holes. So. Well, you know what they say. Maybe he needs to look in the mirror. Yeah, maybe he maybe he should. Any other things in your list? We got a lot of questions to get to. I want to leave enough time for them all. Okay, one more thing. It won't take long. Just quick, because uh, you know me. I have an interest. I don't have my sweatshirt. I have a mild interest in the lacrosse world. Okay. And Chris Hogan signed with the uh, PLL. Yep. This week, he's going to. Back to his roots in lacrosse. He's going into the draft. and Wait, he played lacrosse where? You son of a bitch. <laughs> you think lacrosse fans will get sick of hearing he played football when they're watching his lacrosse games? Probably. <laughs> um, which I wish him well. It's a cool story. I think that's yeah. fun. And as a lacrosse fan, if that injects a little, like, interest in their growth and people may not know they merged this gonna year. I was going to say, like, it's probably better. Like, the, the PLL is probably giving him a decent amount of money, right? Um, he's probably like their, one of their faces. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not as much as you'd think. No, no, not a million bucks. No, definitely. Now that you've articulated what you think, definitely not. No, no. Half, half a mil. No, I don't think so. Well, his wife's his wife's what a doctor. They don't need any more money. And he's made he's had a good NFL career. He's made some true. decent money. It's true. Um, but the thing that made me most uh, note that was, did you happen to see when Paul Rabel, the founder and awesome lacrosse player, blah, 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 legend, uh, retweeted the Schefter tweet saying Chris Hogan had signed with the PL? Did you, did you notice what he said? No, I didn't see his retweet. The next time Schefter tweets about the PLL, it will be when Bill Belichick is taking over a team as a coach. Now, he was joking, yeah. I think. Because you know me. I firmly believe Bill's an investor in PLL. I think he's oh, part of Oh, no, definitely. definitely. He, I, loves, he so loves himself some Paul Vrabel. Um, every time they're at Gillette, he's out there. Like he, yes. he, he, was on, he even was on one of their broadcasts last year, right? Yep. When the, uh, the Gillette one. Yeah. Not last year, two years ago. Two the years. first year. Because yeah. last year they got wiped out, kind of, right. and they had right. the tournament. Um. Yeah, he was on for theirs, and I've said all along, it would stun me if he's not a financial backer of that league. Um, and I would not rule out him coaching there. 
someday. Like, it'd be fun. It would be interesting. I don't know how much he's got left in New England. That's another, you know, I'm not like Megan O'Brien. I'm not running him out. What did she say last week? Oh, she, she had him here for the long term. It was like five to seven years. No, but then she said if he, if he doesn't turn around this year, the craft's got to start thinking. <laughs> well, that was weird because you're right. She said seven years, five to seven years, and then in the next sentence, it was, he's, he's out. She's got like Jonathan firing him tomorrow or something. Right. Whatever. Hey, to each your own. We'll have her on again. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I got. Chris Hogan going to the PLL and Bill Belichick to follow, if you believe, Paul Rabel tongue-in-cheek. All right. We got, we got a lot of questions. Uh, thank you for sending them in. Some good ones, too. Um, let's start out with Joel from Hull. Who would you like the Patriots to pick up realistically in free agency to bolster the defensive line? So we're not going with Leonard Williams here. No. Because um, I also told you I would fear Leonard Williams. Big year going into a con- into a free agency. Yeah, that's kind of red flag. Scares, scares the hell out of me. You know, a name that I'm I was looking at as those cap casualties, which I'll kind of include here, Malcolm Brown. Like, do you think Malcolm Brown ever did it? Like, could he go the Patrick Chung route? We had Malcolm Brown. He was a disappointment as a first round pick. Hey, maybe we didn't even really know what he was until yeah. it was too late. That's a good. That's a good comp. And like, I would I don't think he was a disaster. No, he was just not worth the first round pick they used for him. Correct. And they need a run stuffer. Like they need some stability on the yeah, inside. They, they need some upgrades there. Like some people think like Adam Butler should come back. No, thanks. Uh, no. I mean, plus, I mean, Tom Curran said he was going to get like $50 million before the season started. So I'm not, I'm not giving him $50 million to do anything. He wants to come back for like, the minimum or slightly above that, sure. I'd give him a couple million. I'll give him two million bucks to come play. Otherwise, See thanks, Adam. Wish you well. Right. So um, Henry Anderson's your guy, I guess. Henry Anderson. Yeah, because I think the defensive line is a place where, I mean, we learned the lesson with Danny Shelton and Lawrence Guy. You can go cheap and get something out of it. Like, well, so would you bring back Guy for a slightly above cost from what? like he was like a couple years ago when they signed him? Uh, yes. I would too. I would bring back guy. Cause I think he's, I mean, it, what's the number? Do you have the number in front of you? No. Cause I don't have these memorized. Sorry. Jesus. Do it I need to call Miguel? Do I need to get Pat's cap on here? I can have he somebody tell me the numbers. Uh, cause I, I, I like him. I think he's still pretty good. And four years, 13, $15 million. So three to four million dollars a year. Would I give him three million dollars? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Three to four million dollars. If he wants to do like a two-year, whatever, ten million dollar deal with four million guaranteed or something, I would give it to him. I think he still has something left in the tank. And then you add in the leadership and the community and yes, think, he's a good guy to have around. Let me ask you a question. Who had the best quotes in the months of November and December as the Patriots? struggled and scuffled and I would argue Lawrence guy I thought Lawrence guy did the best job of we're not a bunch of quitters around here we're gonna yep. finish this damn season we're gonna finish this damn game he was right up there with the Matthew Slaters and the David Andrews of the world I think and I think that's what he's he's a team captain like those other guys yeah but David Andrews gonna cost you like 10 plus million a year that's a little different bring him back. huh I'd bring him back for that I would probably too but I might regret it <laughs> Maybe because again now i'm going to get into so i'm paying shaq mason 15 million and i'm paying him 10 million i got 25 million wrapped up i got to figure out what i'm doing with isaiah win and my team's not any better yet true right true okay next question sorry i was distracted by a tom brady tweet apparently we'll get to it later what did he tweet what did he tweet no live breaking news well uh... It's a video. Oh, Jesus. Video about what? It says, I love talk radio. Should we play it? Yeah. Want to do a live play? reaction? Yeah, play it. See if I can hear it. Tom Brady has not been good this year. Tom Brady's just about done. He is going to fall off a cliff. At this age, I don't think he's capable of doing what some of the other guys on that list are doing. 
Now, like, tweets are scrolling some headlines from the globe. He's living in the past. So this has just become his new six-round 199. Like, it's... Yes. Whatever. Whatever gets him through, it's fine. I mean, Max Kellerman moved on. Why can't he? Agreed. Max Kellerman had the response when he said, whatever, like, he's had a Hall of Fame career since I said he was going to fall off the map, basically. Like, whatever. Was that even really a discussion this year? No. Right. Like, it wasn't. No, that's where he... he 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 has the Jordan thing. Like, he doesn't see the world or hear the world or feel the world in a realistic way. But And that yeah. motivates him. That's good right. for him. Right. You're right. It's good for him. He can do that. But that that was not a narrative this year. No. Well, how about um, 18, the run? Well, on the field, the AFC Championship game, when he said, I know we're old and nobody thinks we can right. win anymore. Nobody said that, Tom. Where right. did you hear that? Prove it to me. Show it to me where that was said. Yes. All right. Moving he makes on. it up. He Sorry. makes it up. He took that personally. See, what he should have done, I would have liked it. If he, made it. if he wanted to make a video like that and use the Jordan meme when he's looking at the thing and he said, and I took that personally. Like, okay, now it's funny. Now you've made it different. But he's actually, oh, he annoys me. See, just when I started liking him, he gets absolutely crap-faced, throws a trophy. I like him more than I have in like 15 years. And, he and now he's good. Because, you know, the other thing he did, he had like an Alex tweet about, um, you know, back at it, doing it, whatever. And you join anytime you want or join the fun. At, yeah, if I pay you 200 bucks an hour Correct. or I buy your freaking, I just almost swore that I didn't really mean to, $15 bag of nuts. Right. Right. If you say I can just work out for free, you want to share your experiences with me, you want to open up your world, as Mike Reese said about Bill Belichick. If you want to do that for free, yes, I would try training with you. But if you want 200 bucks cash per hour, no, go bleep yourself. All right, let's bang through these quick. Uh, we don't want to keep you too, too long. We're over an hour, I think. From I Elder, way there, North Carolina, Maybe. what were Bill and the Crafts thinking when Brady and Gronk won the Super Bowl? Uh, I think. I think I think Kraft was legitimately happy. Me too. And I think Bill was not. <laughs> legitimately no. not. No. Yes. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, pretty sad. I stick by it. The thing I wrote a few weeks ago, like, when, when companies say, we wish you well in your future endeavors, but not this well and not this soon. Like, yes. Yes. nope, we didn't want to say, you, you could do okay down there, but don't do this. Don't crush it. Yeah, I don't, I can't imagine Bill, Bill loved that. I'm going uh, to keep checking Linda's uh, Instagram to see if uh, she'll give me a hint as to exactly what Bill said. I'll chime in, yeah. <laughs> uh, from our buddy Christian, if Bill resigns Cam, will you quit your job and move to Alaska? I will. Uh, little known fact, I've always wanted to live in Alaska. <laughs> I've been watching, uh, there's a show called, it's like House Hunters, but Ala Living Alaska, I think it's called. I watch it all the time on, uh, I don't know, one of the weird channels uh, in like shows. the 960s yeah. or something. So you, you would move to Alaska then? You'd have no problem? I'm not making this as like a bet or something, right? I guess not. I mean, Because my wife would not want to move to Alaska, I don't think. But yes, I would love to. Uh, I would have to have the, the part of Alaska where I can have indoor plumbing. I do not want to go to an outhouse to go to the bathroom. Especially, I get IBS. I go to the bathroom a lot. That's a lot of trips to the outhouse. But yes, I would absolutely love to live in Alaska otherwise. As well, long as I have power and heat. And we also kind of said it before, don't be surprised if this happens. Like, Cam Newton could come back as a backup, and that would be okay. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world, like some people think. Now, we didn't really delve into this. Let's say he's brought back as a backup. Yep. What is his... Salary? Um, no, 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 I don't care about that. No. If he comes back, I, I said this the other day, because somebody said, oh, 10 million, 15 million. I said, no, 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 no. I would just say, Cam, do you want to come back? And if he says yes, say, I'll let you know what you're making. Right. Maybe I owe you a little something because you were underpaid last year, but yeah. I'm not paying him $15 million to throw the ball into the ground. No, 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 no. Maybe $5 million plus incentives or something. Well, as a backup, he'd be holding a clipboard, not throwing balls to the ground. So that's my other question that just popped into my head. If he's the backup, the backup who we – remember how he arrived? Googly eyes, googly yeah. eyes. What's his standing in the locker room? Like, is he a good backup? Like, is he a capable backup? And I mean, like – would people want him to play? Is, are people drawn to him and, to, like, 
Would that be a weird situation? Depends who's ahead of him. Like if it was a, a rookie, I think they'd get behind the rookie. But if it was like a Marcus Mariota, then maybe you could have some division there. Especially, I mean, Mariota is not the prettiest of players. Even, I think even people that like him would say that. So you could have training camp practices where he's not having a good day. He's throwing the ball into the ground, throwing picks, whatever, making bad reads. How, how long does it take before people are like, well, Cam can do that. We won seven right. games to him. And, and he's, I like his nicknames. He's funnier than you. He's a better lead. Like, right. And the backup quarterback in New England doesn't really do press conferences. So I don't know if you'd be hearing much in the media of Cam. Like it would be a different, different season in a lot of ways. That's one thing I don't know that people have really thought or addressed is the off the field cam. How would it work if Cam were still in New England but not the starter? Right. And like That's I weird. think but what if come June Cam doesn't have any options around the league to be a starter? Like he might have to just suck it up and suck his pride up and say, Maybe this is my best chance of potentially being a starter because Bill knows me. Like Bill gives people the best chance. Like he's not gonna stick with somebody just for the sake of sticking with somebody. So maybe he looks at it that way. Or he signs with the XFL 3.0 and all his nicknames actually go on the players' backs as their jersey names. There you go. Now you're thinking. Always thinking. All right. Uh, from William Wolf. It drives me nuts that the Patriots acted like 2019 was Brady's fault when he was still a good quarterback, but when Cam bounces the ball to receivers, it is everyone else's fault when essentially the 2019-20 seasons were very similar offensive rosters. How do we square criticism of Brady in 2019? Bill defending Cam at every term and Giardi saying this week on WEI that the Patriots now believe he didn't have enough weapons. I heard Giardi say that because he said that to us the other day. Um, Well, some of it is expectations. You have lower expectations for Cam as a passer than you do for Brady. Brady had been here for a long time and you expected it to look a certain way. It didn't look that way. Now, I don't think they, I think the criticism of Brady was far more outside than inside. Yes. I didn't, I mean, remember Josh said like, you know, what does he do well right now? He avoids sacks and turnovers or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't think he took shots at him. I, I didn't, and they also have to be careful the win with the average quarterback part thing that came before that. Yes. That didn't come in the midst of that season. So that came in 2017, right? It was a while ago. Yeah. So there was a lot there that they're all kind of conflating into one issue. Um, now I won't, I won't deny. I still don't completely understand why bill fell so madly in love and smitten with Cam Newton from July straight through. I still don't totally understand that dynamic um but you also have to remember he's never going to be like that with Brady because they'd been together 20 years it's just like you know you got a new girlfriend and the relationship feels a certain way and then 20 years later you've kind of fallen into a rut and things are different like like Bruce Arians wouldn't won't be saying the same things about Tom Brady he said this year five years from now if he's still playing like right that's the way relationships work. Forget about coach and quarterback like that. All relationships work that way. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really even understand the point of the question. This is one of those questions that that sounds like a Brady guy and, like, he's defensive that Cam wasn't – I don't know. All right, from Amir Gurr, out of 32 NFL teams, how many are happy with their quarterback situation? Crazy how about 25 teams are looking for a new quarterback, even willing to pay – another team to take their newly signed top five draft pick. Yes. It, it, the quarterback um, situation in the NFL is really interesting right now. Really, really interesting where in some ways, I mean, who are the most stable quarterbacks in football? That's a great question. Uh, Can I name one? Justin Herbert. Yeah. Because he's in the honeymoon period. Everybody loves him. He fits there, like the whole thing. And that's a guy that a lot of people didn't think should go that high. He had a lot of critics. So Herbert, Mahomes, Rodgers now. like But I don't know because that's the whole weird end of the season thing. Yeah, but I'll say the dust kind of settled there. No, I know. But he always – he has a way of churning the dust back up. He says dumb things. Uh, Kyler Murray? Yeah, Kyler Murray's one. So, so there's a few, but it's you're Josh, talking Allen. Less, Josh Allen, like a half dozen is probably right around. So when he says 25 teams, it's close. It's not like 
Because even some that, I, I, like Dak Prescott, right? Like they're married together, except he wants money. They don't want to like commit. Like there's a weird, there's a weird relationship there. And then yeah. then you have a lot of teams that either don't have a quarterback or the trade scenarios and right. yeah, it's it's weird. And that gets into the whole idea that good for football, bad for football to have so many right. teams not know who their quarterback are and instability at the most important position where that generally equates to stability within your franchise. But yeah, it's not very stable right now. All right, I want to get to, we'll go rapid fire for these last ones. This got Dave Hollistead asked some uh, questions about some Patriots prototype players in the draft. Asked us another time closer to the draft. But he, yeah. also, he also had a good one. Uh, Mike Dassault has convinced me on the idea that the Patriots move on, might move on from J.C. Jackson. Thoughts? This offseason? I guess. Uh, that would be interesting to me. The one thing I would say that I think could benefit them if they did that is let's just play along and say they trade Gilmore this offseason yep. and have uh, J.C. Jackson on his RFA first-round tender. What happens if he doesn't look very good? Right? His va- like you, you, you lose value there. Right, right. Right. So could this be a time coming off what nine interceptions last year? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Could you maybe get value for him in a trade? Yeah, for sure. And you're rebuilding and maybe you've already decided he's not a number one corner. I'm not investing eighty million dollars in this. I think guy. we but we both agree he's not he's an he's an NFL number one corner, but he's not like an elite number one corner. Like he's if he's He's among the 32 best cornerbacks in the league, but when he goes up against a, a top wide receiver, he's not a lock to shut him down. Yes, I would say if he's your number one corner, you're probably not a very good team. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't. That's an interesting idea from Mike that I haven't put a lot of thought into. But value-wise, his value may not be any higher than it is right now because he played mostly opposite Gilmore. You've decided you're not going to keep him. It might make sense. Good job, Mike. From uh, Brian Gilliland, is Jumbo Hart convinced either Jakob Johnson, Johnson or Dan Vitale could be adequate at fullback? Um, Jakob grew on me. I think, I think he's going a little bit down the Devlin road as a fullback. Devlin, I liked Devlin initially for the story and for who he was. He was not a great fullback initially. His blocks left something to be desired. I do think Jakob is getting better. He has a long ways to go. He's not Devlin yet. Anybody that tells you he's Devlin is out of their mind. And Vitaly, I don't know enough about. He's more of a... I just say, we've never seen him, really. And, but he's yeah. also more of a jack-of-all-trades, like fullback, but also can catch the ball, run the ball. Do He was a super back at, at uh, Megan O'Brien's Northwestern University. So I'm, I'm actually interested. He's a, he's a guy I would like to see like a uh, training camp. Yeah, like, I'd yeah. actually like to see some reps of him and do some different things and try to figure out what he is. But right. neither guy is James anywhere near James Devlin yet. So don't kid yourself. Uh, last one from Tom. This is, a, this is a good one. Would you rather build a strong team with youth and speed in the draft and sacrifice finding a quarterback for one or two years or go all in on finding a quarterback and then building around him? Well, I need to know who the quarterback is. I know. So if the quarterback is Deshaun Watson, I like it. Russell Wilson, I like it. Right. Zach Wilson, I like it. Um, anyone else? That's kind of where I was when we started the podcast. I'd rather build everything out, get faster, get younger, build a great young roster. And then, and then yeah. Then figure out. And, and figure out, I mean, maybe that is either next year or the year after. Maybe it's that year's version of – Deshaun Watson or Philip Rivers or who like some quarterback that is ready to win. You're ready to Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. Like now I become a destination. Now I'm a ready-made roster that these other teams these want to come to. It's a little bit like in the NBA in a different way where, you know, Oh, they're going to have cap space in three years. And guess who's going to be a free agent in three years. Like, right. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's might be where the Patriots are. Like you're planning multiple years ahead and your rebuild because either way, that's going to be true. Right. If you go get Zach Wilson, well, I mean, I guess if you only give up a first and a second to get Zach Wilson, you can do a lot of other stuff. But if you go get a great quarterback, you've probably given up some of the assets that are going to elongate the build. Like you've given up a multiple first-round picks that aren't going to other positions. Even though you have some cap space, I think you're, either way, I think you have a multi-year rebuild. All right. Good questions. Thanks for them all. Yes. Keep yes. them coming. 
Yes. Um, who knows what we'll have next week. We'll probably take questions, but we'll have a guest. We might not have a guest. We'll see how it all plays out. Who Mike plans Clark. this show? Aren't you the executive producer of this show? I, I guess. I guess I am. I, I, <laughs> I, I make sure it gets uploaded properly to the website. Maybe we'll have Giardi back. Maybe. Maybe he'll have answers to my questions if we actually have him back. Maybe we'll have Paul back if we want to sort of get some negative criticism of the team back. That's a good point. If we want negativity, bring back, bring back sunshine.com Paul Perillo. I mean, he does like to talk, so he, he didn't really have a chance to give out his full opinions. He was cut short. At least Giardi had the full podcast because we got the upgrade. We had to limit yeah, Paul so, to 30 minutes. Okay, so maybe we should have Paul on again and just say, Paul, we got all the time in the world. Rip away. <laughs> right. Maybe we'll have to have Mike DeSoe on for him to, to play out his J.C. Jackson theory, which is an interesting one. As we get closer to free agency in the draft, we should have Mike on. He's a good draft guy. He likes his draft, Nick. He does. He does. I'm kind of bummed we don't get the combine. That was, that'd be coming up on our list. Those, yeah. those dinners. Yeah, that's too bad. It's a different world, though. Different world we're in. It is. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week. Um, and you find Andy on the radio, uh, what, Friday? Wednesday night? Friday? Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Yes. Lots, lots of Andy on the radio. Lots. Too much Andy, most people probably think. It's okay. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> He's out.